Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Forward Pressing episode 98. Kevin here. I got my boy Yanis with me. How you doing, bro? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday. I've heard about spooky season ever since we spoke about it. It's been coming up so many times now. I know what it is. I'm shocked you've never heard about that because literally every every October it's spooky season because Halloween. I think I just never paid attention. You're just not the brightest star. That I'm not the oh is that is that racist? <laughs> what? <laughs> Means you're stupid, not racist. Oh, that's still not okay. That's still not cool though. <laughs> no, but the fact that you didn't get it also adds to it. So that's pretty funny actually. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's get into it. We're this is a beautiful Sunday, October fifteenth. It is international break, so we don't got some uh some club football to talk about, but we got some international games, some uh some off the field stuff, a lot of things that we're gonna mention. David Beckham documentary, um, some retirements, some coaching changes, and we'll end the pod with a fun little Premier League star studded eleven thus far for the start of the year. So we'll get into that. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. But let's start off with um with the uh, Les Rouges, uh, our boys, our Canada team. Not uh, not a great showing this past uh past game. Tough game against Japan. Uh, I think Japan is one of those teams that is very really in form right now. They obviously they're good. They're very good. Yeah, I think they're better. They're much better than people give them credit for. Uh, they they did a number on Germany um earlier this year. Uh, but then today, I mean, last, I mean, I think it was on uh, Saturday, actually. They've literally, I mean, they destroyed us, really. It was 3-0 at a half. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close, really. We made too many, I think, too many mistakes on the Canadian side. Um, Lots of question marks, I think, in terms of what our positioning is going to be. Obviously, I think that was this was the first game without John Herman, so there was going to be some I mean, things to adjust. Uh. I like Morabiola as a coach. Obviously, he's done a good job in Montreal in the past. Uh, I don't know if he's the guy for the situation. I think he deserves a chance. But um, there's still a lot of question marks in terms of what the team is going to look like going forward now because um, I, I just don't see how the team where you have Alfonso Davies, where, where yes, he's a left back at Bayern. Basically, I mean, he's really just in the winger because Bayern doesn't really defend as much. I don't know how you can use him as a wing back and expect us to be as effective, especially him being, being our best player. Uh, we have a bunch of strikers, but some, I mean, think honestly, Joe David seems to be a little bit out of form. Uh, this, this wasn't his best showing. Uh, so I guess we'll have to see what happens there. But overall, I think there's a few question marks in many different areas in the team. So it's still a work in progress. There's, a lot, there's still a lot of work to do. Um, it's a bit, it's a, it's a little constraining because it's not the first bad result we've had this year. But um, I kind of want to stay. I want to stay optimistic. I just feel like we eventually will have to, we'll have it figure it out. Yeah, how worrying is this on a scale of one to ten? Ten being like very worrying. I think I'm out of five now, just because there's no, there's no really big tournament coming up, so there's no. I mean, there's, there's the stakes aren't too high. But it's just that we don't want to. I don't. I don't think we do want to make it like lingering, a lingering issue. So I think we just want to kind of see like a vision. You know, we want to see like certain things start clicking. An identity. Exactly, an identity. Um, and I think that's the most important, especially with the change of coach. So I think that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like players will be in form, out of form, and you can't really do any uh, much about that with with how the you know the year goes and and club football and whatnot. Um. 
But I think having like a structure and identity that we can like see game through game that it's there is the most important for us. And then after that, we just build on that, you know? Yeah. So I think last time we spoke, last time we spoke about Canada, we mentioned like issues, bigger issues like this with the Federation and stuff. But when it comes to this on the field stuff, I don't know if, like I mentioned Mario Biello, I don't know if he's the guy, but I think he deserves a chance. But also at the, at the same time, we also have to realize that at some point there's going to have to be a formal decision as to who leads the team going forward. And uh, I don't have any names in mind. I mean, I, I mentioned the name last time we spoke, this, the Forge head coach. Um, so if that was to happen, obviously the CPL is in the playoff. We're in the CPL playoffs right now. So the season is almost over. Uh, I suggest you kind of have a look at the highlights. They're actually pretty cool. But if that, if he ends up getting the job, hopefully we kind of get him in early so he, he has enough time to uh, build his style of play and make, make the players adjust to it. Got it. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, it's going to take time. We have some young talent. We just have to make sure we don't waste it, you know? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, in other international news, um, Germany, give me some quick, uh, quick thoughts. Uh, that goes back for his game in, as a Germany, German head coach. Uh, w against the U.S. Not an easy game. Uh, U.S. started pretty much on the front foot probably the better team for the first 30, 30 minutes of this game. And then, obviously, after the after they conceded, they kind of stepped up. Good result, good result for Germany overall. Um, they have a lot they have a lot of work to do to get ready for the Euros. I think that's the plan for Nagelsmann is have a team set up and ready for to win it because it's obviously they're hosting it. Um, so it's a good step forward towards that. Uh, remain, there's still, I mean, there's still a lot of time to be... There's still a lot of time, so we'll see what happens. But it's a, it's a, it's a step in the right direction for him and for the team. Agreed. I think after his last, uh, after the Bayern thing, we kind of didn't know what to expect. He was linked to a lot of other jobs, especially in the Prem. Um, lands with the German national team, and I kind of, we kind of felt like, I really felt like he was going to land at a club team. So this, this was kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a step down. It's definitely like not a lateral move. It's not a step up, so I don't know. Um, but listen, if it fits and it works out, then great. And maybe he'll, uh, if he has a good showing in the next uh, couple of international tournaments, he can uh, make a move back to uh, back to a club. Well, yeah, one thing for sure, he's gonna go back to club football eventually. But you think he goes back to Germany eventually, or I think I think it'll be somewhere else. I think it'll be probably overseas, uh, probably the Premier La Liga, most likely, because obviously he's already done Bayern, so it's like he's already done peak Germany, obviously. So it's not really. I mean, maybe Dortmund might be interested, but I would doubt that. I think he would be good for Dortmund. But... He would be. I just don't know if he would want that after having Bayern. Yeah, exactly. I guess we'll see. Um, the David Beckham documentary. I have not had the chance to watch it yet. I've been so busy with work and everything. Have you had the chance to watch it? I have not. Is it? Is it? It's on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, I've heard like really great things about it, and I we we talked about this. I said this in a previous episode, and you kind of shit on me for it. But I told you this man, one of the most influential figures in the MLS, let alone world football. This man had this man had the pull, and I think this documentary really sheds light on that, and and kind of. Shows everybody how really influential he was because people forget. I well, let's let's correct this. I I did not shit on you for this. Yes, you did. 
I was questioning the take. All right, all right. But after some thought, I've I've thought about it myself. I gathered my thoughts, and I do realize that in terms of the ML, in terms of the MLS point you made, yeah, he has probably he probably is the most influential influential moment or influential signing in MLS history. There's the at that time he literally was still I guess a world class I guess a world a world star player. And he did change the league in many in many ways. Yep, he he brought light to the league. Nobody nobody took the league seriously until until he got there, and then even then it was considered like a quote unquote retirement league. But he was like the first big big move to the MLS to really put it on the map, I think. And then with his success with with Galaxy Two, I think he was like instrumental in, in growing the game in in uh, North America. He definitely was, uh, and there's been there's there's been other players coming come into the league, uh, just as big as him, if not bigger, in Europe, to the MLS. But they had, didn't do the they didn't have the impact that he had overall. Like Drabba, as good as Drabba was, he didn't have the impact that that De Beckham has. And I think it's more so, yeah. Beckham was world, like world impact. But I think it's more so just because of how he is like. As a, because he he's considered like an icon in a sense, like not just on terms of football, but like he's a fashion icon, he's a he's a celebrity, he's a real legitimate celebrity, and I think that was my 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 thing is, I I mean, I mean growing up with watching Beckham, I I don't think I was as big as a Beckham fan as you were. To be fair, I don't think that many people were, <laughs> but <laughs> I was I was Mr. Beckham. Yeah, I mean your name literally is Bex on on like every like Twitter anything. Yeah, my usernames, and that was because when I was a kid, uh, David Beckham was my favorite favorite player. Yeah, so I, that's why I think you're the perfect person, you're the perfect guy to ask this question to. Is like in terms of like football sense, right? Obviously, we don't we haven't seen much of his time in United. We I, I don't think we've seen a lot of his time in Madrid. We just know it, it happened. I've mostly seen him with Milan, PSG. I've seen a little bit of Madrid, but mostly with LA Galaxy. So, in your opinion, like, do you how where would you put him like in terms of the greats? Like, do you think he belongs in this like conversation of like one of the greatest English players? I think he's definitely one of the greatest English players of all time. I think he's definitely like people put won't, will not put him in the class of like you know the Lampards, the Skulls, the Gerards. Like that was like the golden generation. Um, but I think. Like he's not part of that. I think he should be, honestly, and I'm trying not to be biased, but like this, this man like was free kick specialist, and not not to mention people feel like just because he was good at free kicks that that's the only thing he was good for. But his long ball and his playmaking ability was there. There's a reason why Real Madrid sought sought him during the Galacticos era. So, but there's a in the in the clip from the actually the reason I think they mentioned they they spoke to Florentino Perez and he said that yeah, like he tripled our revenue. And I figured it wasn't because I don't think it was a footballing reason. I don't think that was the only reason why Madrid Madrid will will make money no matter who's on the team. But Madrid wants the best players always. We've seen it from yeah, but triple their revenue. I know, but they they weren't being like oh, let's sign David Beckham because he's gonna triple our revenue. Like he obviously has to be good to be on the team and start. You know. Yeah, but I mean the team was stacked at the time. Pool like Ronaldo, Zidane, Raul. Like it wasn't Figo. Like it wasn't a small. Like it was the Galacticos. Well, that's what that's that's my point exactly. Like if you if you felt the need to like get David Beckham on a team like that that already has a star-studded cast, and he played and he was well. Like you did amazing. So 
that's just it just goes to show that you need to be at a certain caliber to play on a team like that and he was and he already he also had like the star ability i think in terms of the skill set like you're right that he's one of the i guess best dead ball strikers of the uh in the world of all time like free kicks was his forte i mean how many times have we seen the clip of him basically saving england for the world cup against greece that's really the main i think that's his probably his best moment is in, in england shirt i just wonder because i mean me growing up i've never seen beckham as like that guy right it was always i was always like he's a he's a fashionista but like he was bigger off the field than on the field to me and i don't know if it's really it was really fair but that's how i feel like that's how he was like kind of shown or i guess marketed the one i was like as a as a kid when i saw him with la like he's obviously was he stood out he's obviously like i mean he was a star player on the team obviously but to me like i've never put like i said like when you mentioned the, the schools the lampard the jarrah's like i've never put him in that category although I, now that i i feel like he probably was amongst those guys but i wonder if there would be like a uh i guess a ranking of like the top english players if he would like make the top 10 like midfielders or players overall I mean, if you want to just take it to midfielders to make it, to give him a chance, because if it plays overall, then I don't think he makes it. Yeah, that would be tough. Um, but I think, yeah, I think he's incredible. I think I, I really like the fact that this documentary came out because not only was it well done from the clips that I saw um, and from the reviews that I've heard, but also the fact that I think it really gives him credit because I feel like he was kind of overlooked for his abilities because of all the other things that he was... Uh, that he had with himself so which aren't also bad things let's put it to be fair like oh no definitely not because i i feel like he's like he was you know you sorry i was gonna say like i it seems like from what i from, from what i saw in the documentary and the, well, the the clips that i saw in the documentary and people talking about it i remember i spoke i listened to the athletic podcast that they made about that Although the the documentary felt like there's a few like it, it was missing a few like moments it felt like he was like the first modern footballer, like in terms of like on the field and off the field appearance, like uh, him and all the fashion stuff. Obviously, him dating a celebrity. I mean, obviously, it's his wife now, so that's yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it wasn't just for for whatever. It wasn't just for this film, but like they actually have a family now. But like at the t- I mean, at the time you didn't really see that before. So I think he was like the first. To me, he seemed like the first modern footballer. Really, like he changed football in a way that maybe might not be like on the pitch per se, but like the overall football player changed thanks to him or because of him. Most definitely. I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's. Just, I think it's actually a beautiful thing. Yep, I agree. I still gotta watch the documentary though, but I might. Yeah, same. I'm gonna watch it as soon as possible. As soon as I get the time to. I gotta get. I gotta get my sister to give him her Netflix account. <laughs> uh, Eden Hazard retirement. This one hit. This one hit for me because I remember peak Eden Hazard at at Chelsea, where he literally dominated the league. He was the best player for a few years, um, and missed out on his Madrid move. And then I feel like that was the pinnacle. And then it was a, a steep, steep fall after afterwards. Injury, a lot of injury. But I think he was one of the most like genuinely, naturally talented players. Uh, not saying that he didn't put in the work, but I feel like if he would have applied himself a little bit more and taken stuff a little bit more seriously um, in terms of his training and preparation, 
might have like saved years on his career. There's, that's been a take that I've heard a lot. I mean, there was this clip from I think it was John B. Mikel that mentioned that he was never like as good as Azar was on the pitch. He was never like a good trainer. Like he didn't train as good as the others. He became he. It was so natural to him, right? That's the thing. It was he was so flary. I think is the word that I'm trying to th- I, I want to use. The flair that he has on the ball was unmatched. It was probably like there's not that many players that could do what he did. In terms of like pure talent, I think in this generation, that the the only one that is probably as good, if not better, than him is Neymar to me. Um, but just the talent itself is, was I mean, to me, like you said, he's one of he was one of my favorite players to watch in the Prem at that time, and I remember watching him at Lille as well, and you could tell like he changed, he basically won the league almost by himself with Lille, even though he had Gervinho and other lads, but he was the best for that year, and then when he went to Chelsea, and I was like, yeah, that's. I mean, it's the right move for him, but I didn't, I didn't know how big he was gonna be, and he just showed out, showed out for so many years. It's a shame that the Madrid move didn't happen earlier. I think after the World Cup, I think the World 2018 World Cup, which by the way, Belgium should have won. Yep. I've already told this on record. I believe Belgium should have won that World Cup because they were the better team for me, and he was a choke artist. Yeah, and he was the better. He was one of the best players. He was the best player at that World Cup to me too. That was the best time for him to go to Madrid, and then he stayed for one more year at Chelsea, and yeah, stuff happened. That's everything went went downhill. Everything went downhill. It sucks because like you 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 always go ask the question of like what if, but I feel like because I heard many people mention like how he may have underachieved. I'd rather kind of want to appreciate what he's done rather than what he could have could have achieved because obviously we don't know, right? We could think about it just because the talent. I think it's just difficult to to have that conversation and not not talk about that aspect because it is really like he was at such a big high that what could have been like he could have won a Ballon d'Or. But I think it's it's hard to me for me because I've heard this what if conversation with like him, Neymar, and Pogba because there was those are particularly the three heads of that generation, right? And. I mean Neymar, I wouldn't even put in that in that conversation because Neymar had so much success at Barcelona. Like he he did his his thing, um, and PSG was obviously not a success because they didn't win the Champions League. Um, but I don't think that was his fault, besides injuries and him missing some key moments um, due to his sister's birthday all the time every year. <laughs> um, but there's like very few players like Hazard that really dominated the Premier League. It's hard. It's hardly to do. It's the most competitive league in the world. Like Eden Hazard, Alexis Sanchez when he was at Arsenal for what two years, uh, Mo Salah when he went back to Liverpool the first uh, first year with Klopp. Like these are players that when they came they dominated, and nobody could stop them. Do you remember that? I do remember that, especially the. Yeah, yeah Toure at, at a point in time as well. Yeah, to where had the most was the dumb. Yeah, he just dominated the midfield. I think he had the twenty goals in a for the for midfield that was like never seen before. Yeah, to where did it. It's just like an immovable object that nobody could stop. But I still think that of all these players, like Hazard was the best one. At his peak, like at his peak, there's not that. There's only really Messi and Ronaldo that are like close. At his peak. At his peak, I think he's better than Neymar. Hazard. That that one year Salah had was really good as well. What I that I hate to say. Yeah. And do you remember which year was better? What is what is what's his best year for for Chelsea? For Hazard. Yeah. 
it's got to be like five or six years ago because it was when, uh, or maybe more, seven? It was when uh, Juan Mata was still there, obviously, before his United move. 2017? Yeah, that might have been it. 2017, 2018? Maybe? I know 2014, 2015, he wins the league. I think he was the, one of the, the best players there as well. But I think 2017, 2018 to me was probably his best year. I mean, if there's no if there's no Messi Ronaldo, like he probably wins one or two Ballon d'Ors. I agreed. Agreed. But then you could also say that about like Neymar, which is fine. That's the thing. And probably Pogba that one year in in, in Juve. Yeah, it's a it's a sad day for football. But man, he, have you have you heard of those conversation like the streets will never forget players just because just the players that are basically like just technical geniuses. He's gonna be in that category. Yeah, Hazard is up there. Uh, I think he's a Prem legend. Chelsea legend as well? Yeah, definitely Chelsea legend. Where would you rank him like in the Belgium Hall of Fame? Like, Is he like the greatest Belgian player ever? or Him and Kevin De Bruyne are the two greatest Belgian players. Yeah. I'd say him and Kevin De Bruyne as well. I wonder if KDB kind of tops him when KDB retires, though. For, maybe for longevity. For longevity? Yeah, exactly. But, but, but peak Hazard, no doubt. He has it was unmatched by nobody. Yeah, that's true. Then it's Lukaku. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> well, I don't know if we can go that low. I mean, there's still Courtois, Company, Vertonghen. Yeah, you know, I, I was joking. I'm, I'm not putting Lukaku at three. There's no way. I mean, he is. I mean, there's not that many better Belgian strikers than Lukaku, to be fair. And he's having a good time right now. Like, for being honest, he's having a good form right now. I mean, all the guys that you just mentioned, I'd put, all the guys you just mentioned, I'd put above. Lukaku on a Belgian all-time. Maybe this will be a topic for a different day. Belgian top 10 Hall of Fame. It's going to be all players from that golden generation that didn't win anything. Basically. Pretty much. Um, Rooney, we'll touch on this. Uh, Rooney leaving. Was that surprising for you? or I feel like I felt like I kind of forgot he was there a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It didn't really surprise me. Uh, the team played better. That is true. They played better, but they still couldn't reach the playoffs. So obviously the objective wasn't reached. Uh, I think Rooney also. I think Rooney wanted to leave, like more than DC wanted him to leave. To leave, just because I think he wanted to go back to the. I don't think he wanted to be there anymore. Yeah, I think he just wanted back. Wanted to go back to the UK and Birmingham City seems interesting. I mean, it's it's championship, so it's good. It's a good progress. Pro- progressive championship is hard. Yeah, championship is not easy. Ask Frank Lampard. Ha! <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about the worst coach of all time, then. Hey, okay, he's not. There's got to be a worse coach than Frank Lampard. There's got to be a worse. Gary Neville. Oh, there you go. I, th- I told you. I told you. <laughs> I told you. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it, hopefully we'll see what happens. I don't think Birmingham is getting promoted anytime soon, though, but still. Uh, good experience for Rooney. Um, there's actually been a mention of Jack Wilshire coming to MLS as well, which is interesting. I have no idea what to think about this because he was one of the. Uh, what could have been as well, you know, he was so highly highly touted for for England. A lot of injuries and then form kind of dipped. I feel like confidence kind of dipped. He he kind of reminds me of not for the same reasons uh, of why their trajectory trajectory happened the way it did, but like gives me like Dele Alli vibes, you know. Mm, I like interesting comparison. Like, so much potential. We all thought he would be like a ni- next like generational kind of talent, and then something happens and kind of falls off the face of the year. Just the, the the injury the injury record is staggering. It's a it's a tough one to look at. Like when you look at his injury record, like it shows a lot of like that's a 
I feel bad because he was one of those players as well. Like, I'm not going to say like in the hazard conversation, but he wasn't that far off. Yeah. He had some magic about him. Yeah. I think especially England wanted that. England needed that. Yeah, because we it was he was like the next kind of midfielder that could have taken to the next level after like that golden generation they had as well. He was supposed to be like one of those next guys. Now we have so many, we uh, as England, but um, at the at the time when Jack Wilshere was coming up, there wasn't many other other big names in the midfield that had like that world class star studded opportunity. Not that technically gifted. He was. It, it almost didn't feel like he was English. Like you didn't really see this in English midfielders at the time. Like if he honestly, if he if he was healthy, he could have been like better than like the Gerrards, the Lampards. I, he could have been in that conversation as well. You think? I think he could. That's a big step. That's a big step, but that's a big step. That because of, because he never even got close to that. I feel like we can't really say that just based off the potential, but. The ceiling might have been there, but that's you got to do a lot of work to to get there. To get uh, you do you do. Maybe I'm a little biased as well, but hey. Yeah, you little Arsenal fan. All right, let's give us our Premier League team of the season after what is it? Eight nine weeks. I think it's yeah, eight nine weeks. I mean, there's eight game weeks. Do you want to start or should I go? Should I go first? I think we go. I think we go one, like one, one. Like we each go position by position. We give our guys. We'll do goalie, and then we'll do the the two center backs. We'll do two full backs, and then we'll give our our midfield. Okay, so criteria was just inform the the best players in form currently. Correct? Is that correct? Yeah, correct. We didn't need you didn't need to choose one player per team, but but that is what I did. I gave, I gave I basically did the same thing after I I changed it when I found out that you, that's what you did I changed my answers a little bit um, to kind of get the get similar uh, a similar thing but I have two players from one team at some point but I can easily swap one out so we'll see. Uh, what formation do you are you using? I went with a four three three as well since uh, I knew that you, that's what you were doing. I do think we should do one team each though. Okay, we can do that. I'll swap I'll swap my guy out then. Like I want to I want to hear yours first. You want to hear my whole 11? Yes. All right, we'll do it like that then. And then we'll talk. Then I'll talk after. All right. Okay. So in uh, my goalkeeper of the season for right now, you're going to be shocked, I think. I wanted to go, I wanted to give, I wanted to go with a name that was not, probably people are not going to talk about. But I went with Leno from Fulham. There's no way. Yo, there's no way. Did you choose Lano as well? Yes. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yes, I'm not even trying to be funny. I mean, listen, listen, Fulham is are not doing as great as uh, this year as they did last year, but I feel like Leno has been a bright spot for them. He's made a really big amount of saves. And I think he's he's uh, gotten them some results. Um I didn't want to go with the obvious goalies for for like the stronger teams. I feel like as a he's like an underrated goalie right now. Okay, sorry about that. All right, go ahead, carry on, carry on. <laughs> um, so my center backs, I went with uh, with Ruben Diaz and uh, and Saliba. I think I think that Arsenal partnership is really one of the better, best ones in, in the Prem this season. Um, Diaz for Man City, he's obviously really up there. Um, 
I, I, I mean, he's been like a pillar for for that defense, and it's one of the best defenses in in the league. They, they give one of the lowest amount of expected goals every season, um, and I think he's a big part of that. Um, Saliba as well. He's just been really, really good this season, um, and I wanted to highlight that. Um, my fullbacks, I have Kieran Chipia, and uh, I have Udogi from Spurs. I wanted to kind of highlight the guys that maybe don't get. I mean, Trippier, everybody knows Trippier is good. But Udogi from Spurs, he's really come up this season and, and made an impact. And he's a name that I feel like people are monitoring now. I do have another Spurs player. So if I had to, uh, I mean, everybody can probably guess who I have from Spurs later on. So if I had to choose somebody else besides uh, Udogi, I'd probably go with uh, Matty Cash, who's been really good for, for Villa. Good pick, good pick. Yeah. Um, my midfield three, I got Declan Rice. I know Arsenal, so I already have uh, Saliba. But Declan Rice has really been good. I got Jared Bowen, and I got Diaby. Um, I think they've all really been good in, in the midfield. And my front three, I have Salah, Son, and I had Ollie Watkins, but you could probably switch Watkins to to Julian Alvarez. Ooh. I think he's been better than Haaland to start the year. Um, probably won't finish like that, but we'll see. All right, give me your uh, give me your team. I like it. I like it. I like it, and I don't like it. Why? Um, I don't like it because of your. Your midfielder is Rice, Bowen, and Diaby, right? Yeah. I like Rice. I don't like... Bowen is a winger, and Diaby is also a winger, technically. I mean, he plays, like, midfield-ish. I was originally in a 4-4-2, okay? So I had to, I had to switch things up. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Fair enough. I like Dalvin. I told me right before that we should be doing a 4-3-3. I didn't say we should have done the four three. I should, I said I did a four three three. I didn't ask you for formation. We could Yeah, and then you were like, let's do that, and then let's also do one player per team when that wasn't that wasn't the Okay, that's just I am just putting restriction on myself. It wasn't towards you. You just chose that. That's your decision. Don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. Alright, let's go. Alright. So my keeper, like I mentioned, Vern Leno, for all the reasons you mentioned before. And also uh I do think that he's probably Top 10 in the league, if not top 5. Uh, my fullbacks. This is going to be interesting. You're, you might you might like this. Uh, Dalo on the right. Ooh. I went no Man United players. Probably. I hmm, You'll see. I think he probably went, is, he's probably been United's brighter spot this season. I'd say. Uh, my left back. It's going to be fun. Dan Byrne. Newcastle. Wow. The tallest fullback I've ever seen. He's had, yeah, he's had, he's had to come in. I mean, he's he's had to come in. He's had to come in. To, uh... I had Estupinian or you... more than Trippier. Over, well, I mean, on the on the left, Trippier could play both sides, but I, I think Danbridge. I think honestly, just because of the size, because I don't expect the fullback to be this big and actually kind of being efficient as well. Uh, Udogi was an option as well. Estupinian was an option for the for the left side, but I went with Dan Burn. Estupinian's been injured, that's why I didn't uh, I didn't choose him. Or else he would have been in my team for sure. Yeah, and also I have other players from their team, so I can't really put them in. Uh, my center back, uh, Saliba as well. Uh, my Arsenal player for all the reasons you mentioned as well. He, you have to. He's been probably our best defender, one of the best defenders in the league, if not the best. 
Mark Guehi. Nice. From from Palace. Oh, from Palace, yes. Uh, solid defender. He just, I mean, there's no, there's not that many. You just know he's probably one of the best ones in the league as well. Like in the in terms of pure defending, pure defending, he's like up there for sure. Yeah, he was in consideration for me as well. Uh, he's a no, he's a he's he's a good one. Uh, I had Lewis Dunk as a possibility as well. Lewis Dunk could have been good. Uh, I think they actually both played for England last uh, against Australia recently, so uh, that would have been interesting. Uh, my midfield three. This is gonna be. This is where. This is where you might have questions. Eve Bisuma, Lucas Paqueta, Dominic Slobosly. Okay, my, I mean you went really like out there. I mean Slobosly has been really good. He's been. Yeah, he's been probably Liverpool's like best signing so far. I think Paqueta has been solid for West Ham, and he's also one of the reasons. Him and Bowen. I mean, he's also kind of playing on the wing, giving me shit. He's more of a midfielder than Bowen is. They both play, like, Paqueta plays on the left and Bowen plays on the right. No. Bowen, okay, if you look at Bowen, he does one-on-ones every game. Paqueta is a midfielder. Bowen is a winger to me. Archetype. Not necessarily where they play on the, on the field, but the archetype is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Bissouma has been Spurs' best player um, this season. He's been one of the best re- big reasons why. He's been underrated. He's the unsung hero. Unsung hero, yeah. That's, and it's also going to be interesting to see what happens when he goes to AFCON because that's probably going to hurt Spurs a lot. We'll see how they re- recover from that. Man, so you don't, so you don't have your boy Richarlison in your team? No, sir. I don't have Richarlison in my team. No, sir. <laughs> uh, I had Rodri and Enzo Fernandez as contention for those as well, but uh, Rodri's been good, but he's missed some time. I guess I went no Chelsea players and no no City players too, really. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea have been disappointing. Yeah. City is surprising to me. I was surprised when I looked at the lineup. I mean, City is obviously good, but they don't have like a... They don't have really people dominating right now. I mean, Alvarez has been in form. Yeah. Um, Alvarez has been the guy, yeah. Uh, the front three. My front three. Um, Edjo Neto on the right. Oli Watkins on top. Power Mitoma on the left. That's a good. That's a good eleven. I like it. You went. You went. You gave some uh, some credits to some players that don't usually get it. So I like that. Now I re- I regret choosing a little bit of stuff, but out of the box. It is out of the box. I like that. See, I had I had Jared Bourne's contention on the on the right side, but obviously I put I had Paqueta, so I can't put him there. Saka was also a possibility, but Saliba is there, so I can't put him there. And then I, I put I could have put Alvarez for Watkins. But I like what Watkins is doing right now. Plus, I think Alvarez can even be better. And Mitoma is just Mitoma, so that was that was, was going to happen. Oh, yeah. No son. No son. Surprising, I know. No son, I know. Um, I'm surprised you didn't go with Salah because he's been Liverpool's best player, in my opinion. I mean, Sobosai has been great, but Salah has been their best player. I think Salah could go in the team in the season every year, so I just I just don't want to. I want to give somebody else a credit. I think um, underrated. Honorable mentions for me, uh, James Ward-Prowse. Ooh, yes. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, I think he's been really good. Um, Mitoma was on my list. Um, Kufal was on my list. But I had a lot of West Ham players. Um, Sam Johnston. Yeah, he's been solid. I have him on my FPL team. He's been solid. Really disappointed that not, I didn't have any uh, intentions to put any uh, Manchester United players in here because we have not been good at all. It says, it says a lot. It says a lot. It does say a lot. 
Who's your coach? <laughs> Who's your coach? My coach? Oh. I mean, there's one. I feel we both have the same coach. I mean, okay, do we have to pick players, that, a coach from a team that we haven't picked yet? No, no, it could be any coach. No. Okay, I mean, I know who you're going to pick, and it's probably the same guy who I'm going to pick. You want to say it at the same time? Eddie Howe. What? Nah. Who did you pick? Who do you think? The team that's leading the, the Premier League. Oh, Arteta? Oh, man. Listen. What, Arteta? No, you guys are on top of the league. Spurs are ahead of you. Oh, oh, Poch, uh, Postecoglou. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. I didn't even think about. It. I mean, he's brought Spurs, he's brought Spurs to the top of the table, and they're playing so good. You're right. You're right. That to be fair, there's not that. There's only there's not like one option. There's like more than one option. No, no, definitely. I don't know why I want Eddie Howe for some reason. I mean, Spurs was not even sniffing top four last season. Yeah, they weren't even close. I think he deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. So I guess that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Episode 98 in the books. The next time we record, we're going to have some more Premier League to talk about, which I'm really excited about because... I think Champions League as well. I miss it. Yeah, Champions League as well. We're going to have some good matchups. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Make sure you guys follow us on our socials for press pod for underscore pressing so you're notified every time the episodes go live. And if you made it this far, we're really surprised, but we really appreciate it. And we hope to see you next time. Peace, 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 peace. Peace, peace, peace. <laughs> we out, we out.